What's good, y'all? Welcome back to the Playmakers Corner Podcast. I am your host for today, Simon Villanos, and this is Request Part 23. First things first, we really appreciate everyone who has DM'd us and supported us to this point. You know, 23 request episodes, that's crazy. Uh, at this point, we're probably at like 28 or 29 something uh, regular episodes. And so, you know, we appreciate all the support. We're going to continue to do these and, you know, put some of these young men and eventually women uh, in the spotlight where they deserve and uh, give them some recognition because, you know, um, even without COVID, there are still kiddos who aren't, aren't getting that recognition. All of that being said, this episode is a South Texas episode. We got three guys, all from the same high school. They were requested by a couple people here. Um, three of these guys go to Foster High School in Richmond, Texas. I believe that is south of Houston, I want to say. And then we have one standout freshman from Needville High School uh, in Texas as well, from Needville, uh, Texas. And so it will be really interesting going through all of them and, you know, seeing what uh, South Texas has cooking for us here. And you know what? Uh, just to have a peek forward in these next couple weeks here, I'm going to do a lot of Texas football players here uh, next week. For my request episode, we'll do a North Texas episode, and then I'm hopefully looking to do kind of a West Texas, uh, you know, El Paso RGV episode. But we'll see, you know, we'll, we'll just have to see. But without further ado, let's go ahead and jump right into it. So coming up next, we got the senior defensive tackle. We're going to do all of the Foster High School kids first, by the way. But we got the senior defensive tackle in Tyler Onyadin. Welcome back to the Playmakers Corner Podcast. Right here, we're going to start off uh, these Foster High School prospects by talking about Tyler Onyadim, the 6'3", 275-pound defensive tackle. He is a senior, so class of 21, and he is also a three-star commit to Iowa State. So he'll be joining our boy, Miles Purchase, over there. But, you know, Tyler Onyadim, he really was the focal point of this uh of this defense and of this team, to be frankly honest, you know, this team is a very strong defensive team and, you know, it's centered around Tyler Onyadim. And by the way, uh, Tyler, if you're listening to this and I'm saying, and if I'm saying your name wrong, I apologize. It ain't nothing personal. I'm giving it my best shot. And to be honest, that goes to everyone else. That's going to be, uh, talked about in this episode here. But anyways, you know, he's a monster. He's somebody who is easily a D1 talent, and you could see it because, you know, for someone who's 6'3", 275, he moves extremely well. Specifically, he has great agility, you know, sideline to sideline or really in short spaces or small spaces. He's just, he's everywhere, you know, uh, and he moves really well. And so he doesn't have to have fantastic top end speed if he could shut it down in those uh, small spaces. And that's what you love to see. In addition, I think he uses his hands extremely well. Um, specifically, he gets leverage consistently and prevents alignment from getting their hands on him. He's just a great hand fighter altogether. And he also does an excellent job block shedding, obviously. I think that goes without being said. And, you know, has shown that he has some pass rush moves in his arsenal as well. And so all of these things make him a dangerous guy to be on the football field. It's rare that... 
you know, you watch his film and you watch his games and see him really struggle against an offensive line. You know, he's getting double teamed. You know, he's getting triple teamed sometimes. He's getting tripped here and there, but he still finds a way to make the play. And it's because he's agile. It's because he's athletic. It's because he, he uses his hands extremely well. And so if there are any defensive linemen out there that, you know, need help, working on their hands or need an example of what you know good hand fighting and what good use of using your hands looks like as a defensive lineman or even as an offensive lineman i look at tyler onyadim here because he's just very sound here he has the ability to block shed extremely well and this is a consistent part of his game this is honestly one of his biggest strengths you know his bread and butter is just block shedding boom using his hands uh preventing other you know offensive linemen and blockers from getting their hands on him and then boom go making a play because he's athletic enough to do it and then also you know he's 6'3 275 so obviously he's no pushover he's a very strong and stout and it's very rare that he gets blown off the ball at all because you know he just has great leverage pretty much all of the time and you know it's really fun watching this kid because he's just not like a slower like nose tackle type like he'll get after it you know he'll put pressure on the quarterback when it's a passing situation he'll shut down running uh, situations pretty quickly um he doesn't really struggle a lot you know unless he's playing a very stacked team here and you know they they got a just a better offensive line but you know it's rare that he's ran into those situations as of now and he's very he's shown time and time again that he's very deserving of a d1 scholarship lastly here just to wrap up some of the strengths of tyler here you know he does a very good job of diagnosing plays as well he's not easily tricked and it shows visibly on the field that he does his homework you know um he has a very high football iq it seems and he doesn't overcommit. you know like i said he shuts down the runs pretty well take always takes the right angles and you know nine out of ten times maybe even ten out of ten times you could guarantee that he'll make the right football play and you know that along with his block shedding and athleticism all together you know makes him a formidable force uh in the trenches and it will make continue to make him a formidable force moving forward so there you go uh in terms of things that he could improve on honestly there's really not a lot uh i'm gonna nitpick here i'm just gonna be honest but it's still things to improve nonetheless but one of the things that i really noticed is that his stance is just it's a little inconsistent and it seems a little awkward uh at times too i'd like to see him improve his stance in general uh, so that he can be as explosive as possible off the snap. Because as of right now, he just has a very, like, narrow, um, close-together stance, you know. His feet are really close to his hands. And, you know, it works out. He still gets leverage, but I think that's more because he has great hand placement. And he has a great use of his hands. And so, uh, I think I'd just like to see him work on that stance a little bit more. You know, not be as narrow and make sure that he's really getting you know, the full range of motion so that he can be as explosive as possible uh, out of his stance. And so that's something that really stood out to me there. Another thing that I like to see him work on, um, I'd like to continue to see him work on pass rushing moves, specifically off the edge. I didn't say this when I was talking about his strengths but he is pretty versatile as well there were a couple times that they played him on the edge either with his hand in the ground or standing up as a linebacker and he did a good job and he showed that 
you know, even though he's not like the fastest dude, like top end speed wise, uh, he could still set that edge and whatnot. And so if there is a situation where, you know, Iowa State would like to use him on that edge a little bit more, I'd like to see him be prepared for that and work on those pass rushing moves off the edge, you know, uh, continue to refine the moves you already have and then add moves to the arsenal. And I know he does play on the interior a lot, so it wasn't like he was able to really like focus on those edge uh, pass rushing moves but you know depending on the situation it might matter and you know it's never a bad thing to be a well-rounded uh, football player anyway so we'll like to see that for sure and then lastly here you know this isn't exactly the biggest concern but I'd like to see him continue to watch film uh, so that he could adjust to that next level I want to see his IQ go up because you know on the D1 level you're going to see a lot of different offenses with a lot of different blocking schemes and all that stuff. And so for Tyler here, I want him to be able to adjust well. You know, playing in Texas against really good competition, you'll get a little bit of that. You know, that's good prep. As good as any, in my opinion, uh, for the D1 level. But, you know, he needs to continue to work here so that he could be better uh, moving forward. And I think he's just an excellent player altogether. You know, when we look back at <laughs> uh, moving forward, when we look back at defensive line prospects and O-line prospects, you know, we're going to point back to this guy because he's just very fundamentally sound. The athleticism is there, so it's not like he's compensating for anything. Um, along with his size, you know, 6'3", 275, I think 280 now even. So... Those are all big positives. I think Tyler Onyadim here is probably, a, you know, a two to three years starter, maybe even longer. If I'm being completely honest, I don't know what they have at Iowa State at his position or even what position they'll play him at because they could move him around if they wanted to, like I just said, um, and he won't, you know, completely screw up. He'll fill the gap and do his job for sure. But, you know, we're just going to assume he plays D-tackle. I think he could definitely be, you know, a two-year starter for sure. Uh, at least a rotational guy by that standpoint. You know, obviously, I'd recommend take that red shirt, adjust to it. You know, not just athletically and, you know, on the field uh, plays and all that. But, you know, academically as well, that's always important, you know, to give yourself some leeway, some room there. And then, you know, the next couple years... Pedal to the metal, continue to work hard, do your thing, adjust to that next level of play. And honestly, I really don't have any doubt that he could do that. Uh, as of right now, I think he's definitely an NFL guy. Um, well, okay, <laughs> I shouldn't say NFL guy. I think he's definitely a pro football type of guy, like he could do it for a living. But we'll see, you know, a lot of great things here. i like to continue to see him to work, though. You know, maybe even put on a couple more pounds, so you could probably do that as well. But, you know, that'll come naturally when going to any D1 program. So, yeah. So, yeah, that's Tyler Onyadim. You know, best of luck to him. Um, if you're listening to this, Tyler, you're always welcome onto the show. So, yeah. Coming up next, we're going to talk about uh, Tyler's teammates here. And next up, we're going to talk about his outside linebacker, who is also a senior. Alright, welcome back to the podcast. So, um, next we have a outside linebacker, once again, from Foster High School, and that's Yudoka 
Iziani, I want to say. He's 6'2", 207 pounds, and he has committed to an FCS school in Missouri State, so still D1. And like I said, if I'm mispronouncing your name, I apologize, but we're going to go with uh, Udoka for now. So, you know, right off the bat, when I was watching his film, he... Okay, first off, he definitely plays mostly defense. I think that's important to throw out there. He's also listed at wide receiver, but, you know, in the film I watched, I just didn't see a lot of that. So, you know, we're going to look at him as an outside linebacker. He was listed actually as an inside linebacker when I looked him up on a couple other websites as well. So, you know, maybe that's where Missouri State's going to play him. But, you know, right off the bat, just seeing his film... The first impression I got is that he's just an, an energizer bunny for this defense. He's everywhere. You know, he has a ton of speed on him. He's very agile as well. You know, he's that typical speed rusher or just speed guy that you want on the edge. And, you know, you want fast guys on the edge so that they could set that edge, prevent outside runs, you know, rollouts, all of that great stuff and funnel everything inside and you know he does a very good job of doing all of those things and in general he's just all over the field because his speed is definitely d1 linebacker speed i would say along with his agility as well you know uh another thing i also noticed is that he just seems to have unlimited energy you know he flies across the field and he never gives up on a play there are some guys who you know i've said before breaking th down their film and whatnot i've said that they are you know effort guys and Iziani here i would say is definitely an effort guy and more and he brings it for sure he flies all across the field and you know he's he's just to the ball as soon as possible and you know that's great energy to have off that edge for sure you know that that's what makes this foster high school team um you know pretty top tier defensively i would say having the combination of a just a physical force in tyler and then having this guy off the edge that's hard to plan for that's hard to scheme for for sure so you know it, there's no surprise here why uh, foster high school was so good on defense but anyways back to uh this kiddo here you know he's just very productive as a defensive player, like I said, he's all over the field. He racks up tackles here and there, uh, sets that edge pretty well. He won't let many run running backs outside, and I don't think there are many running backs who can bounce it outside if he's setting that edge there. And, you know, this is something that I'm going to talk about more here when talking about areas of improvements, but I got to give him props between his junior year and, in, and his senior year. Uh, his hand fighting improved for sure, along with his ability to block shed because, you know, in his junior year, he definitely struggled a little bit. If a lineman got their hands on him, he just wasn't strong enough to break it. You know, he wasn't strong enough to block shed. And that was definitely a big concern. But in his senior year, he at least took care of some of that. You know, got some moves in there. You could definitely see that he got stronger. I know he's listed at 6'2", 207. He might weigh a little bit more. I I could say, I could see him at 210, maybe even 215 more realistically. Um, but, you know, that's just me. So there you go. But let's go ahead and talk about those areas of improvements here. I'm actually going to talk about that hand fighting right here. So look, he improved. No doubt about it. He improved uh, from year to year, from junior to senior year. That's always a good thing to see. That means he's working and there's potential there. But even in his senior year, 
he still struggled when blockers got their hands on him. You know, his hands weren't quite fast enough at times. And, you know, when he was trying to work inside as well, because you can't always, you know, just bounce outside as an outside linebacker. You got to work inside as well. Um, you know, he, he struggled for sure, especially when he was double teamed. When he was double teamed, it was very rare that he would get off the block unless the run was bouncing outside and he could just, you know, latch off and then go. Um, so that's definitely something that's concerning to me, especially on the D1 level. I know it's FCS, but it's still D1. And so he needs to improve this. So um, there's two ways he could improve getting those blockers off of him and block shedding better and um, specifically getting their hands off of him. Number one, I think he just needs to develop his hand fighting skills uh, even more. And so this means, you know, having faster hands, having better reaction times. You know, work with the tennis ball, right? Throw it up against a wall or have somebody else work with you. But do what you gotta do to get faster hands, you know? Um, because if you could just knock those hands away or position yourself uh, whenever an offensive lineman comes at you, that'll come in very handy. And so he needs to develop those hand fighting skills a little bit more. And I think he will. He probably is at this point, to be completely honest. But I'm just going off of the film that I saw his senior year. Because um, he just, from what I saw, he just needs to get faster, you know, uh, hand fighting wise. He's faster, like, athletically like all together but hand fighting wise specifically he just needs to get faster you can't let those blockers get your hands on you especially if you're a smaller outside linebacker or even in general you shouldn't be doing that just that's just basics at this point get leverage so there you go uh, another thing i really want to see out of him to improve you know his block shedding i like to see him get stronger specifically in his upper body um there are times just gonna be completely honest he got manhandled at the point of attack and because the play you know lasted a little bit longer than it should or it bounced outside he was able to eventually work his way out because he's such an effort player on this next level you can't have that happening too much because if you do they're gonna finish the block and you know there are some plays as well that won't go that long either so he has to get stronger, you know, work on those shoulders, work on those arms. Um, you got to have some force behind, you know, those hands whenever you smack those arms around uh, from those offensive linemen. So that's something that I really want to see. And then lastly here, I, I mean, just in general, I didn't really see him work a lot as a pass defender. And if he's going to be playing middle linebacker, he's definitely going to have to pass defend. And so... Uh, just in general, I just work on man and zone coverage skills. So watch that passing film and, you know, work on that footwork. Make sure you have clean footwork in and out of cuts and whatnot when, when you know, covering players, whether it's man, zone, whichever. Make sure you don't, you know, cross those feet. All the basics there. So I'd like to see him just work on that. Uh, specifically, I, I think I'd just like to see him hit the film room and, you know, study those passing patterns on the next level. Because eventually, as a linebacker, uh, for sure, you know, there's going to be some patterns that you see over and over again that uh, are transferable from team to team. And, you know, if you know those things, then that's the more turnovers, um, I guess, turnover opportunities that you can possibly create. To wrap this up, though, you know, uh, he's a very 
very interesting prospect in my opinion i definitely thought he was good enough to go d1 probably not you know power five but fcs i think he's in a really good spot here and if i'm being completely honest there is a path to the nfl from the fcs level now he just needs to get better right he needs to improve his pass uh, coverage skills and uh, in addition his pass rushing block shedding skills for sure. If he does those things and you know consistently gets better and progresses, he can be an NFL player someday. At the very least, I think he's probably uh, you know a pro football type of guy so maybe uh, XFL or Canadian Football League football player as of right now. There's just a lot of things that he needs to work on so that he could be a more well-rounded linebacker because uh, as of now i love the energy i love the speed and agility the athleticism all together he's there you know there's a lot of potential here and you know he played in texas so it's not like the running backs or players that he was tackling were any scrubs either there's some big boys out there for sure and some fast boys as well and so the fact that he was able to you know hang with those kiddos that's always a good thing so there you go but coming up next though we're going to talk about another one of his teammates another one of tyler's teammates uh he is not a senior and he plays a little bit away from the defensive line coming up next welcome back to the playmakers corner here we're going to talk about the third and final player from foster high school up in richmond texas and that is ashton uh ojiaku i want to say he's a 6'1 183 pound safety he's currently a sophomore so class of 23 so you know ashton here he obviously plays safety so he takes care of the back end of this foster defense and he does a very good job no doubt about it he's most definitely a pass coverage safety and a very good one at that you know it's very rare that he'll let a big play happen on him you know he's just someone who's very reliable he covers the field and he does his job very well and you know he allows time for a lot of these guys up front to pass rush and uh, do their thing and you know with all that being said i'm gonna go ahead and talk about his game here a lot of the things that i liked so number one Number one thing that I really liked is that he plays both man and zone. There are times that he just goes man-to-man -man in that slot. Um, obviously, he's still playing safety, but he's playing man-to-man -man in that slot. And he's shown that he's a very capable defender, whether he's in zone or man. And, you know, you got to love that versatility. Having a safety that can move around like that. That does wonders for your defense, especially when you're pretty heavy up front. And so the fact that he could do that, that's always a good thing. That means he can take away some players and uh, take away some areas of the field as well. And so all things I really like to see there. Um, he's just very smooth with it as well. So, yeah. Another thing that I really like uh, from Ashton here, he just reads the play very well and consistently puts himself in, in positions to make plays it's rare that you'll ever see him just out of position and in the wrong spot or in an awkward spot he almost always puts himself in the right spot to make a play whether it's trying to pick it off or uh, deflecting the pass either way he's there and that's always good to see that means he well first off he can read offenses pretty well and then second off either he has great instincts or he does his uh, work in the film room or a, maybe a combination of both either way 
you know, he just does a very good job of taking away those big plays and um, those potential plays and just being there and stopping it before it happens and not just waiting for it to, you know, happen and then make the tackle. So that's always good to see. Another thing that I really like, um, I talked about this a little bit with Simeon Askew from last week's request episode. I believe that is request part 21. But, you know, uh, something that these players both have is that they both have very active hands and they attack the ball and contest it they're not afraid to be physical when contesting the pass ashton here does a very good job of knocking those hands and getting his hands in there to jar the ball loose um whether it's for an incompletion or for a fumble or whatever and you know that's something that you love to see he's very surgical at it too if i may say as well then lastly he just has very clean footwork and transitions uh, in and out of breaks. You know, he's very fundamentally sound here. Like I said, uh, he's just a very good cover safety out here, and he does his thing. And, you know, that's what happens when you have clean footwork, when you know where the play is going to go, uh, when you have active hands and all that stuff. It makes for a great safety, if, or a good safety, I should say, if I'm being completely honest here. All of that being said, he's still a sophomore, and there are Errors of improvements here. And it's not like minor things where I'm nitpicking. It's things that uh, he really needs to work on uh, to reach that next level, to be a D1 safety, to be a power five safety. Because right now, I think some of these things are really holding him back from being that power five safety that a lot of college teams are always looking for. Uh, number one, and this is probably his biggest weakness, if I'm being completely honest work on those hands uh there are a lot of times he just misses way too many turnovers in fact he pretty much missed every interception he did not have an interception at all this last year and i don't know if it was just like a mental thing or if he was just hitting like a slump or whatever but there were at least four or five times in like the first minute or two of plays that he's shown where he got himself in position to make those interceptions and you know his body was turned around and his hands were literally on the ball both of them that is and he dropped all of them some of them are right in his lap too and those are five or four interceptions that he should have had right off the bat um those are gimme interceptions if i'm being honest there he just needs to do better you know, uh, I, I could see why he doesn't play offense. And it's because he, it looks like he can't catch out there. And you gotta, you gotta work on those hands. You gotta be a ball hawk if you want to be a D1 power five safety. And so I would say just work on making catches from different angles and strengthen those hands. You know, you gotta have strong hands. I want to see him ripping that ball out of Flair's hands and, you know, turning it over or causing a fumble or getting an interception, something. You know, he just needs to make more turnovers. And it's not that he's out of position or that he's like extremely slow or unathletic or anything like that. Um, but it's just that he can't make the actual play when he's right there. And he's there a lot. So this is one of his biggest weaknesses. He needs to do this. Um, he needs to do this. You know, he needs to work on those hands. Ball skills, become a ball hawk, all that stuff. Work out with the receivers. That's a great way of getting better. So there you go. Uh, another thing I really want to see out of Ashton here, just in general, he needs to get stronger and be more physical against the run. Those go hand in hand. From what I saw... He's, you know, he's a very conservative tackler, I would say, but 
I could I could tell when there's a player that's a little bit afraid to get super physical and hit, you know, and I could see a little bit of that in Ashton. I get it. He's 6'1", 183, so he's a little lanky here, and he's us. You know, he's a sophomore, and obviously there are running backs in the state of Texas who are easily over 200 pounds as freshmen and bigger. So I get it, but you can't you can't be conservative here. You gotta, you know, I want to see him become a little bit more of a tone setter at that safety spot. Be a little bit more of a harder hitter, at least. At least more physical than what he was his sophomore year. Because from what I saw, you know, I don't know if he exactly loves coming up to make those tackles. There's almost a little bit of hesitancy there. And, you know, when I uh, talked with Jesse Buda in all those episodes ago, when we were breaking down some of the top corners in Colorado... You know, he said that his coaching staff on the next level and, you know, obviously at levels below as well, uh, they could ID guys who are afraid to hit, who are afraid to get, you know, down and dirty and get physical. And, you know, those are the guys and those are the sides that they run the ball to straight up. Um, so, you know, he just he needs to be a little bit more physical here. So hitting the weight room now for sure, you know, boosts that confidence uh, in his hitting ability. And, you know, he doesn't even have to be the hardest hitter like on the field. He just needs to be a little bit stronger. Um, he just needs to be a little bit stronger here. So uh, I'd like to see him work on that for sure. If he could get to a playing weight of 200 pounds by the end of high school, I think he'd be in a really good spot. And I could live with this tackling however it is. But as of right now, he just needs to get stronger and more physical against the run. Um, yeah. And there are plenty of times that they put him in the box, too. So it's not like he's missing out on opportunities. You know, he's right there. But I don't know. I just don't see quite enough there. You know, here in Colorado, we have some... I'll be honest, we have some very underrated safeties. Um, the two that come to mind that are... Uh, really good right off the bat that our seniors are Jackson Muma, our number one safety, and Bo Frailer. And both of these guys, in my opinion, could cover, you know, pretty close to just as well as Ashton here. You know, they could cover pretty well, is what I'm trying to say. Um, but the thing that really separates them, and obviously they're seniors, they're two years older and all that, but the thing that separates them from Ashton is that they're both guys who love to hit and they'll be the first one to come up and knock somebody out straight up and you know they they put the fear in a lot of offenses here in Colorado and I think if they were to play in Texas they would have done the same because they're fast you know have great ball skills they're big and you know they did their thing and so for Ashton here he doesn't have to be exactly like them. I think he could probably actually be a better cover guy uh, than them by the time he's a senior. And that's his strength. You know, I'm going to acknowledge that. That's his strength, straight up. But you got to be a little stronger. You can't look hesitant out there. You got to be confident. Okay, then lastly, this isn't as important, in my opinion, as the last two things I talked about. But, you know, just in general, I like to see him become a little bit more explosive. He has solid top-end speed, you know, and could track with receivers. It's not, like, elite or, like, great by any means, but it's good. You know, it, it gets the job done. Um, but in general, you know, I just want to see him get faster if possible, get more explosive um, so that he could continue to play with those guys, not just on this level but the next level because, you know, at this point, he is a great player on the high school level, I would say, or a good player on the high school level, I would say. 
But, you know, you got to start looking for it and preparing for the future. And so to do that, you got to be more explosive. Work on that acceleration. So there we go. And it might even help him blow up some plays in the run uh, more. So we'll, we'll see. But I, I think that's probably the least of his concerns. You know, in Texas, they condition like year round anyway. So there's no doubt that he's going to get more athletic. I don't doubt that at all. Um, the two things I really need to see him work on though, number one, those hands. If you're going to be a cover guy, like primarily a cover guy, you got to be able to make those interceptions consistently. You know, if the ball is thrown your way, you got to come down with it. You got to have that mentality. And I'm sure he does, you know, but you know, you gotta, it has to pay off eventually, right? Gang yourself in the right position. Got to pay off eventually. So you're already there. Just make those plays, right? And then the last thing, or the second thing here, obviously, just get stronger, more physical against the run. Don't be as timid. So, yeah. Altogether, I think Ashton is a very talented player. Uh, as of right now, I do believe he's probably a, you know, an FCS D1 type of player. As of now, based off of his, off of his sophomore film, I think that's important to keep in mind. Um, but I do think he can easily become a D1 Power 5 guy pretty soon here if he tweaks a couple of things here and there and gets a little better and he's really right there you know it he just has to continue to work hard and i think he will so we'll see i'm excited to see him continue to work and uh, do his thing but either way that'll wrap up all of the foster high school kids that i wanted to break down here coming up next we're going to switch it up we got a standout freshman running back from not too far away all right welcome back to the playmakers corner podcast we got our last kiddo here and that is sherman jones the 5'9 165 pound running back from needville high school he is a freshman so class of 24 um first things first the fact that he was able to start as a freshman in texas that's not a feat that you see a lot of players doing unless they're cold like that or unless the team really needs the talent if i'm being completely honest so uh, to do that in a COVID year says a lot. And, you know, he is a very good player in my opinion. So I'm going to go ahead and talk about some of his strengths here. You know, number one, the thing that really um, popped out to me right off the bat watching his film is that he just has a very good speed and agility. And he's just a smooth runner in general. Looks very natural, you know. Uh, I said this last week, and I i mean, I guess I always say this, but you really can't teach speed. It's a natural thing, and, you know, I said that a lot when talking about Relic Brown. Now, Sherman Jones here, he's not as fast as Relique Brown. I think that's important to keep in mind because Relique has very elite speed, but, you know, it's still pretty good. Good enough to be a four-year starter on the varsity level, potentially. To pair with that good speed and agility, uh, I would also say that he does flash good vision at times. There are times where he just reads his block very well, um, you know, reads his line very well, and he makes the right plays. And you see that, you know, from time to time, it's flashed. So you know it's there. At least you got something to work on. Another thing I really like here is that he has exceptionally fast feet. Uh, he has shown that he has the potential to make excellent cuts as well. You know, you, you see it there. You see it there. It doesn't quite happen all the time. Uh, or to, I guess, 
the level of consistently and degree that you'd love to see all the time out of a big time player but it's there like i said there's potential and then last but not least you know he doesn't shy away from contact he may only be 165 but he'll throw his shoulder in there and he'll finish running forward um and this shows especially in the red zone as well he's very productive and you know along with his vision he just finds his way to get inside the end zone and score and that's what you love to see out of a young running back just get in there and score right um yeah so that being said, let's go ahead and talk about some things he could improve on. He's a freshman, so there's a lot of things he can improve on here. Um, as of right now, he's definitely one of the better, you know, underclassmen backs in the state. At least the one to get on the radar the quickest here, I would say. Or one of the ones to get on the radar the quickest. Um, but with that being said, there's still things you gotta work on because that doesn't matter. What matters is what you do from here on out. So... Uh, the first thing that I really want to see him do and work on is watch film, right? And work on developing that ball carrier vision even more. Because there are times he's just one cut away from breaking a run loose for a touchdown. Uh, there are other times where he makes a right cut and he breaks it for a touchdown or for a really long, you know, run. But he just needs to be a little bit more consistent here. There's something to work on, right? He has good vision, I would say. He has good vision in general. But he has to continue to develop that to become great. You got to find a way to weave your way around those secondary players on that next level after you hit the line and linebackers and all of that. So I'd like to see him work on that film um, or be, be in the film room and, you know, work on that ball carrier vision, I should say. Because I think that'll really, you know, unlock his um, potential moving forward and make him an even better player. Because he's right there. He's literally a cut or two away from doing it. Another thing that I want to see him work on as well. And I, I, I think this was something that I mentioned when I talked about another freshman standout here in Colorado and Stephen Price. Um, Sherman Jones isn't as bad at doing this as Steven is, but, you know, still though, I want to see him run a little bit lower, lower that center of gravity, uh, would like to see him have a little bit more body control and balance too, just in general, while we're at it, so that he could break more tackles, so, you know, first off, this is just a consistent, like, habit thing, just run lower, right? Run a little bit, not too low, but run just a little bit lower. So you can have a lower center of gravity, have a wider base there as well. And then just in general, work on that body control and balance. That means having stronger abs. That's where it all starts, you know, in the abdominals. So if you want to have good body control and balance, work out those abs. Make sure you're in a good spot there, all right? And then last but not least here, I'd like to see him work more as a receiver. Um, he can be really good with the ball in his hands. I'll admit that. He can be borderline electrifying with the ball in his hands. But to do that, you got to get open. And you got to make opportunities for yourself to get the ball. And so obviously he's the starting running back. So there's opportunity number one. Opportunity number two become a better receiver so that means work on those hands work on that route running releases all that stuff work on you know running those routes from different spots whether it's the running back spot right next to the quarterback or in the slot or outside if he does these things you know it'll be hard to deny him um playing time on the field just in general you won't have to take him off you could stay on there and he could run a lot of the same sets as you would in empty receiver looks so you know there you go 
Um, but just work on that in general. I saw a little bit of receiving film. It was, you know, like swing passes, check downs here and there. That's fine. But, you know, to really get to that next level, I think if he works on becoming just a better receiver, uh, like Relique Brown, you could check out his film. I broke him down last week and he's committed to Oklahoma. He has excellent receiver film. And, you know, there's a reason he's going to Oklahoma. And part of that is because of his, you know, receiving talent. So, Sherman Jones, if you're listening to this, uh, first off, thank you for requesting yourself, or thank you to whoever who requested him here. It was really fun watching your film, but want to see you su- succeed. You're welcome onto the show anytime. We love to have you here, and you know we wish you the best of luck. I have no doubts that you'll be able to do a lot of these things and more moving forward, and continue to be one of the top backs in the state of Texas. So yeah, all right, that'll wrap up this episode of the playmakers corner podcast thank you for rocking with us per usual remember if you want to request a player make sure you leave their name position they play where they're from slash you know what school they play for and then if possible please 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 drop the link to their film when you message us so that it makes it just as easy for us to find them boom do that breakdown get it out there because we want to give the spotlight to as many players here as possible so there you go but uh make sure to show some love on social media at the playmakers quarter that's facebook instagram twitter uh tiktok as well and make sure you check out our youtube channel we'll be posting more um film breakdowns on there eventually eventually all of these and then uh our interviews because they have been coming out so yeah but i'm your host simon voyanos thank you for rocking with us and i'll catch you next week uh as we continue our i guess mini little road trip here through the state of texas going up to north texas and covering some of the talent there